Winchester AA target loads have long been the standard of performance in shotgun sports. Available in over 50 different load specs, the AA line is known for its 6% antimony shot, reloadable hull, clean burning propellant, and of course, the famous AA wad. Winchester AA, it's the choice of champions. You are now tuned into Shotgun Sports USA. Powered by Winchester. Recorded in the U.S. And streaming all over the world. We talk to shotgun shooters from all disciplines, championship winning coaches, gun clubs, world-class target setters, vendors, and industry leading companies that fuel the sport. If you are into clay target sports, you are at the right place. For insider information from some of the best in the world every Every single single week. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and connect with us on social media. You can also catch our episodes on ShotgunSportsUSA.com. My guest on the show today is from Bellevue, Washington. He's a businessman, a family man, and one of the best shooters in the game. Competition is what he lives for, and his resume is there to prove it. Please welcome the six-time Team USA member, 36-time All-American, and two-time U.S. Open champion, Mike Wilgus. All right, Mike, I've been wanting to get you on this show for a long time. I'm glad you're finally on. I don't think you have the idea of the messages that, that I get. You know, when are you coming? When's Mike coming on? I've always answered just one day. Well, here you are. What's going on? <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I haven't been ducking yet. It just seems to never work out. But here we are, and uh, let's see what we can uh we can tell everyone about me now. Now, why you been ducking me? Are you shy? <laughs> You're not shy. <laughs> I guess I'm shy. I, I don't <laughs> think I'm shy, but um, it's just yeah, yeah, just a busy guy. I guess. Yeah, I got you. Well, you know, I've known you for a while now, still to this day, and I know this probably goes for a lot of people. I have no idea what you do for a living. Well, what I do for my day job is I'm an environmental consultant. I've got my own company and uh, I've been doing it since 1990. And what that entails is I, I, I'm the guy that that uh, aerospace company calls and says, hey, we've got this product. We got to get rid of it. Uh, we need you to figure out how I go in there, see what they've got, test it, profile it, find a way to dispose of it. And I get it to the transportation and, then, and to the end destination. So kind of a waste guy. Um, I also do real estate. We've got six or seven properties here in Seattle that Julie and I manage and, uh, both commercial and, uh, residential and, and, uh, that's what I do outside of shooting. Huh? So your environmental deal that, so it's like a, a waste product that they try to, they have to dispose of properly and you do that. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, And and in aerospace, for example, aerospace materials expire in one year. So whether they use them or not, they have to get rid of them. So 
I'm the guy that figures all that out and gets rid of it. Now, on a different level, I do, you know, since I'm in Seattle, I do all the fishing boats. I mean, I do, I, I don't know if you've seen Deadliest Catch, but I work with a lot of those guys and get rid of their waste. Um, oil wow. spill material from Alaska. I, I, I got my hands in a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Well, I know you were born in Texas and then you, you now live in Washington state. How did you end up in Washington? So I was born in Galveston, Texas, and my dad was a military guy in the air force. Uh So obviously at that time he was in Galveston or, or the San Antonio area. And, um, he got stationed shortly after I was born in Spokane, Washington, which is Fairchild air force air force base. Mm -hmm. And, um, we ended up in Tri-Cities, Washington. I was Pasco. Um, his parents lived in Richland. This is like a Tri-Cities area, maybe, I don't know, three, three, four miles apart. So I ended up in Pasco um, basically until I went to college at Washington State University. Well, no, I, I've, I've since moved. So Pasco, you have Washington State is is Western Washington, which is Seattle, Bellevue, Kirkland. Okay. Eastern Washington is more of a desert. Right. right, it's dry, no rain, hard winters, hot summers. But after I graduated from college, I came over here to this side to work, and I've, yes, I've been here ever since. I got you since yeah. 1990 when I moved to the West Side. Yeah, I, for some reason, I always feel as if Washington State is like the forgotten about state. And I, the reason I say that is I only know two things about it, and that's the Seattle Seahawks, and that it rains there all the time. I didn't know that one side of it, it didn't rain. And also you're the furthest away from any and every shoot in the country. Now that, that is a fact. Um, (laughs) I probably travel, I probably have more freaking airline miles than any guy on, uh, the all American team, but no, it's Eastern Washington is dry. It's beautiful. Western Washington's green. It's what people don't know about it. It really doesn't rain. Like they say, um, it's beautiful. We have, we have lakes everywhere. We have the Puget Sound to go fishing everywhere. Um, it really is beautiful. Like my wife and I are probably going to move elsewhere once Kayla graduates, but we'll always keep a place here because I don't think in America there's a better place in the summer than the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. What's your summers like there? Oh, beautiful. 75 to 85 every day, no rain, full sun. Um, lots of water sports. It, it's, it would be very hard to beat. I, you know, speaking of water sports, you like to get on the water, don't you? I love to get on the water. Do you ski? I believe it or not. I used to competition slalom ski. So I, I did tournaments at that. Um, most were on like private, these private slalom lakes. I did that for years. Like even at the start of my shooting career, um, and then I sold the boat. Kayla was born, and here we are, two three years ago. I'm like, man, these these surf boats are pretty cool. So I I, I bought one of these surf boats, and I'm telling you that that is the most fun. We have so much fun as a family and friends on that boat um, surfing. You wouldn't believe it. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Surfing. How much different is that than skiing? Oh, you're talking. Way different. You're talking about surfing on a lake behind the like the wake the wake surfing is that what it's called exactly it's it's low impact you're going 10 miles per hour it's uh 
it's way different than skiing. I mean, I literally had a lot of injuries at, at slalom skiing, but wake surfing, no, nah, it's totally low key. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you're also a basketball fan, right? Huge, huge basketball. Fan. I, I'd have never thought that would have never thought that. What do, what do you mean? You never thought that? I, I don't, I don't know. I just wouldn't have thought you'd have been a basketball fan and I didn't think you'd have been a, prof- a, a slalom skier either. So, okay. So, so yeah, I grew up in Pasco, um, by, man, I think by 10th grade, I, I was able to dunk. I was six, 10th, 11th grade. I was six, five. Um, man, I had a love for the game. Like that's all I did was hoop. Right. Um, broke my foot in the, the regionals in high school and we ended up losing. I couldn't play. Actually, I tried to play. I didn't know it was broke. And, um, so we didn't make state. So that was very disappointing for me. Then I went from there to uh, Columbia Basin college and played community college ball. There had some offers at different schools on the West side. Um, but chose to go to Washington state for my final two years. I didn't play there, but I played with a lot of the guys that played for the team. And I mean, I could, I could hang. It was, I probably could have played at that level. I just didn't. Um, I definitely, I won a couple dunk contests at Washington state university, which was cool. Um, Zach always laughs about that, but (laughs) that's just because he can't, uh, he can't, I wonder what Zach's vertical is. (laughs) Probably three inches, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I had hops, man, and I still play to this day. I, I number one, I've coached, I've coached Kayla's team since they were shoot third grade to probably till she's in ninth grade now, third to seventh, and now I play. I still play with my college buddies every Sunday night, which I'm a competitor, man. So I need that. I need competition. So I play every Sunday night, and uh, now Kayla's playing. She made JV and varsity for her high school in ninth grade. So I, I get to be a part of basketball still. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Can you still dunk? I cannot still dunk. Um, no, I, (laughs) I shouldn't say that. I don't really try, but probably not at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even touch the net. So, you know, Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get involved with shooting? All these other things you have going on. How did shooting come about? Shooting came about with man i don't even know what year it was 98 99 maybe um one of my water ski buddies doug spady who owned owned the boat shop and we skied at his lake he's like man you should come shoot clays with me i'm like i I don't want to do that and anyways i i finally went with him we shot trap and i was like i had like a benelli montefeltro 12 gauge because i i hunted with it and i was like man this is kind of fun and then he's he pointed down to this five stand they had at this range and he's like, let's go do that. I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to do that. So anyways, I went down and did it. And, uh, I literally Justin think I shot like a three the first time, right? Out of 25. (laughs) That might be a record, Mike. (laughs) But the light, the light bulb came on and I was hooked, man, from that point forward. And then we went to a little sporting clay shoot locally. I mean, I knew nothing about this. And I think I won the first one I went out in. I mean, I was literally hooked after shooting a two on a five stand. <laughs> well, it wasn't a target's breaking, that's for sure. So what was it? Competition. 
Yeah. You just, just a new challenge. Yeah. You know, did you ever take any lessons coming up in shooting? I, I didn't take any lessons because up here there, you know, there was no one to take a lesson from. I mean, you did have, you did have Chuck Drake over there. Uh, Matt Drake, his son won the Olympics and he was a, he was a cool guy. I mean, he knew everything about the eyes and, but I never did take a lesson from him. Um, no, I jumped right in, man. Both feet, no lessons. Yeah. Uh, I read something that you and I want to know this story because I think it's funny. You self-declared as a B-class shooter in 98. Now I did because, (laughs) and I don't know if it was ego or what, but I, I, of course I didn't know anything about it. And, uh, I'm like these classes, man. I I mean, I'm not a freaking D class shooter or whatever it was back then. And, uh, I just went ahead and self-declared to B started winning right there. He said, I'm just going to go on into B class right in the middle of everything. That's right. Yep. Right in the middle. <laughs> anyway, so you moved up in classes fairly quickly. And I think it was, it wasn't long after that you were winning state titles. I'm assuming. That I think was- it was a couple. Yeah. I think it was a couple of years later. I won the state championship and yeah, it's probably won about 16 since then here. I mean, is that about when you decided that you wanted to do this and pursue it further? Oh, for sure. But the funny story is when I met Julie, you know, I, I don't even, I think I met her in like 99 or 2000, right? Right. When all this was going on, I, I'm like, you know, I just want to give this like a year or two hardcore and then I'll probably be done with it. And she always, obviously always quotes me on that. And uh, yeah. here we are 22 years later and I'm still doing it. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Um, It was fast forward a little bit and your resume, I mean, it's just crazy. You've consistently been winning year after year and some of your biggest wins i think are probably your two u.s open wins among several others and you know everyone knows that there's shooters out there that have been shooting forever and have never accomplished one win much less two so how special is it for you to have those two under your belt oh it's it's very special right like like you said i mean i base everything on i look at it like golf right you got you got all your pro golfers, high-end pro golfers, and half of them have never won a major, right? No. So, yeah, having two in the sporting clays world is pretty big. Um, I'm proud of that. And, you know, I shoot, I just missed another one in 19 by a bird. Missed a two-shot single at Anthony's on the final station to tie for HOA with uh, with Radulovic, but... It didn't happen, and and we move on from there. But um, yeah, I'm very proud of that, and and podium and at World Championships and Super Finals across the across the pond in Europe. I mean, yeah, I'm very proud of that. It's it's uh, it's a big deal. I'm proud of it. What would you say, Mike, would be your your most favorite or most prized uh, win? I gotta think. The second U.S. Open was special because the pressure. Um, this is this is a funny story, and I, I don't need to name names, or I can name names, but uh, don't matter to me. Kind of, kind of how I get amped up for things. But I was, I, I was in the hunt. I really wasn't looking at scores, but I was in. The, I knew I was in the hunt Sunday at the U.S. Open at Northbrook, and. I had the Blosser course on Sunday, which everyone talked about. They had had this monster tower, et cetera. And I had that on Sunday and I rolled in the parking lot and, and, uh, 
Kevin DeMichael and Matt Fisher were parked next to me and they were smoking cigars like, like, like the U.S. Open was over. I'm like, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm good friends with both these guys, right. but I'm like, this dude thinks he just won the U.S. Open, right? Because smoking a cigar. And uh, I just told myself, you got to go out and run Blazer. You got to go out and run Blazer. So I went out on Blazer. I told Julie and Kayla, Kayla was just a little, little tyke at that time. I said, you guys stay back here. I don't want you going out there. And uh, I, re- I started on maybe station three. I got all the way through that tower, ran it. And I ended up missing two birds on Blazer and won the U.S. Open. But it w- it was that was super special because I knew I-, I had an idea where Kevin was and I knew what I had to do. And I went out and did it. So it, it was pretty cool. Pretty special. Yeah. Well. And really special to come off that course with your family waiting for you. And they already kind of know you want it before you even know you want it. Yeah. So it, it was really special. Yeah. 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 And then you've been part of. I think Team USA for six years. How many gold medal teams have you been on? I think I've got at least uh, four or five of them. Um, And that's important to me because obviously individual is important, Mm -hmm. but those, those shoots are different. You're going as a team, right? And for me, Team first, individual second at those at those shoots, and I think if you talk to Kind Mom, he'd kind of say the same thing. They go hand in hand, but I was pretty proud, man, making that team and and getting gold. Yeah, almost every time I did it. Yeah, being a brand name in the clay target industry, Rick Hemingway has said, "Have you ever noticed almost all major sporting events are being run by promatic traps?" Think about that statement for a minute. He's right. And you may want to consider that before making your next purchase. Rick is the largest Promatic dealer specializing in individual and commercial trap sales. Rick provides skeet, trap, five stamp, and sporting clays, designs, installs, and service. He also offers accessories such as solar panels, wireless release systems, as well as the hottest item on the market, the Claybot by Renair Products. Visit www.backwoodsquailclub.com or give him a call at 843-546-1466. How has the experience been being part of Team USA and being able to travel the world basically doing something you like to do? It, it's amazing, right? I mean... And I, and now I'm so hooked with that. I travel whether I'm on the team or not. So, um, the bonding we do as a group of guys and girls overseas is, is pretty amazing. And until you experience it, yeah. I really can't put it into words or explain it to you, but it, it's, it's pretty amazing yeah. You're with each other for a week, um, in a unknown environment, the food's weird, the driving's weird, um, it's pretty special. It's really special. Where's your favorite place to go shoot overseas? Man, I I'd, I'd say in a way EJ Churchill because of the history it has. Yeah. Um when you're on the the actual smaller side of the facility, it's it's nothing special. It's it's really nice, right? But when you go over to the estate side where no one really shoots, where the main events are, it's pretty special. And you're walking, there's no golf carts. It's as pure as it gets. Yeah. I've always heard that place is a nice place to go. 
you know, it, cool. it is. It's it's it it versus our sporting right where you got everyone's got a Polaris Ranger and everything's easy. There you get dropped off and you're walking that course. It's pure, you yeah. know. Yeah. What uh, you got? Any funny moments that you can think of being over there? Any stories? I don't have that many funny stories. One funny story was, um, we were. <laughs> it's not funny, but we were at the hotel. And my ammo was in Zach's car and I had a bunch of Bornoggies and Zach, I think had double A's and it was in our buddy Florian's car from Germany. Yeah, yeah. They broke into the car at the hotel and I'll be darned if they stole all the double A's and left the Bornoggies. And <laughs> I knew what the deal was, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of funny, right? <laughs> Yeah, that is, you know, I met you, I think it was a, I met you a few years back and I actually shot with you. You probably don't remember this, but I shot with you on a PSCA qualifier in Oklahoma. And, uh, I think I shot with you at the world English in Chicago, but I'd always heard your name. I know I shot with you in Chicago. I don't remember the PSCA, but yeah. if it was in Oklahoma, was it like a hundred and freaking ten degrees? Yeah, we were all out of our minds, so we didn't, you know, we weren't paying attention. To yeah, that. I shot it good. I I was one of the top qualifiers, but I, funny story, I drank so much water, I actually got sick from drinking too much water and not enough electrolytes. Really? Well, every, yeah. everybody else there got sick from not drinking enough. I know you. Yeah, remember I that. drank too much. Wow. Um, yeah, but I did shoot with you at the world mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yep. I think we've shot um, together a few times. I just don't know where all they were at. Those are just the big how ones. How can you not remember of. that, Justin? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember Chicago. We had a good old time in Chicago. We did. Um, we did. But you know, what I noticed about you is that even if you miss, you turn around and you have a positive attitude, you fist bump every single time. Now, how do you stay as positive as you do? And in your opinion, how important is it for you to stay as positive as you do? Well, you have to stay positive to win, right? You can't dwell on misses. You got to figure it out, hit the rest and move on. I mean, you got to let it go, but it's, it's very, very important. I mean, you can't, you see a lot of the lower guys going to a tailspin when they miss and they just compounds and compounds, then they give up. Well, I never give up. So, yeah. and I also try to be a good squad mate and keep everyone else pumped up on the squad. Cause that benefits all of us. Yeah. You know, you hear coaches, whether it's, you know, clay target sports, football, baseball, probably basketball, whatever it is, harping on good attitudes. And they do that because they feel that that's probably the key to success. And I think that's one of the keys to success in our game. And I'm sure you would agree with that. It is it definitely key to success. You got to stay positive and keep grinding. Yeah. Don't give up. Since you started up until now, what what has evolved in this sport, either good or bad, in your opinion? I think the targets have evolved quite a bit. I mean, they've got – they haven't gotten further. They've gotten more technical. Like every bird is curling out at the break point or, or climbing at the break point or the terrain is doing something you don't realize. The invention of the Rabu target, which – most people know is a rabbit thrown off a standard trap in the air, but what those targets do, if you don't learn and understand what they're doing, you're going to miss them. So that's, 
what has evolved, um, that's a positive because everyone's getting better. They're learning how to shoot it. Yeah. Um, I'd say a negative. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a negative because I don't know if we can solve it, but we need better scorekeepers, right? Mm-hmm. The scorekeepers aren't at the level of the shooters. So we've all seen it a million times. They're making calls that sometimes aren't right, giving birds they shouldn't be giving. So that, if we want to raise our game to another level, the scorekeeper's got to be as good as the shooters. Yeah. Well, how do you do that? If somebody's, as, I mean, think about it just for a second, you know, like you said, or you can't fix it, probably can't fix it. But if you've got somebody that's there that is as good as the shooters, they're going to be shooting and not pulling the targets. So- I, yeah, no, I agree. That's it's, it's a problem. I don't know how you do it, but, but squads, I guess the squads need to police themselves better. Right. Got to have integrity. And when you don't hit something, they call dead and everyone else thinks you didn't hit it. It should be lost, right? Yeah. Not just, oh, he said I hit it. Well, he may not know you hit it. He doesn't know any better, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know that it's fixable. Yeah. What about how how was the people changed in the sport? I mean, from you know, back in the late nineties when you started till now as far as the competitive side of it and the and the It's been similar. I mean, when I was coming up, I mean shoot, when I was coming up, the guys I first met were were Andy Duffy, John Kruger, Scott Robertson, McGuire was just coming up, um, Anthony, Zach, all these guys were little kids, man, when I first shot my US, first U.S. Open. So as far as the people go, the competitors, I think we've got a stronger competitive base. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it's changed that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh something we have talked about in in the last few podcasts is I know you love nationals you go to nationals. I've probably what every, have you missed nationals yet? 2001. I missed it when the towers were hit. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that you heard us talking about the, the top 40 shooters going to be squatted together. They say at the same rotation at nationals going forward for next year and on and on. How do you feel about that? I did hear that. I haven't, it, nothing's confirmed, but, um, you know, I wish the NSC would get on it and confirm it because some of us got a plan, right? If I, if for instance, my daughter shoots and, uh, we got to know what rotation that is. Right. Yeah. And then we can plan our other schedule around it before everything gets full. But I like the idea. It was a great idea. I mean, back, we did it years ago when all the top guys had to shoot together and a couple individuals complained about it and, and got it stopped. But yeah, I like it because on a shoot that long, there's too many weather factors, too many lighting factors, too much going on at nationals to make it even. So yeah, I think the top guys should be on the same course, same time. Yeah. I think everybody, I, th- I haven't heard anybody yet that disagrees with that. Now, I hadn't talked to everybody, but you know, I think most people would agree with it. So good, good. Yeah. I, I'm, I welcome it. Yeah. You know, I see you shooting with, and the reason I bring that up is because I see you shooting with some of the same people all the time. Is, I mean, is this something you like to do? And is this going to bother you if you have to change that? Doesn't bother me in the least. Um, a lot of time, 
I, I like to shoot with good shooters and I'm not, I don't care who I shoot with, but sometimes people just jump on the squad and it's the same people, but um, no, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, if, if yeah, I like to shoot with Kayla just cause for a logistic standpoint, but she's, she's got it dialed enough. She can go shoot on her own. And if we have to do that, we do that. Yeah. Yeah. You moved from a high, this is probably a, a big question that I've seen a lot. You moved from a high rib to a, probably the flattest gun on the market. Um, how do you, how did you do that? Why did you do that? You know, it wasn't for me, you know, a lot of guys say they can't shoot high ribs. I hear that a lot. You can't shoot high ribs, can't do this, but you know, the proof's in the pudding. I want a lot with high rib, right? Yeah. So, um, I shoot them really well, but when I went to the Krieg off from the Blazer, it just, that low rib gun just felt really good. And that's, I, I ended up going with it. It wasn't, it literally for me wasn't because it did anything better. Um, it just felt better. So I, I went with it. The pro sporter felt a little heavy to me. So I went with a parkour, which was a little too light. But shortly after that, I got that prototype parkour X, which solved all that. I, th- I think they got it right on that one. That's the gun you're shooting is the X. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm shooting the X. Yeah. So you're now shooting the X. I'm I'm shooting the X with actually two barrel weights on it. So um, parkour X, two barrel weights on it, and a a set of custom extreme stainless steel chokes. Not titanium. They're not titanium. Uh I don't know. You can get those. I guess you can if they're custom. (laughs) Yeah. So you're now with Kriegoff. You seem to be liking it, loving it. And what? Yeah. T- tell me about the gun that you shoot. Why do you enjoy it so much? And then why do you enjoy the company so much? You know, the gun itself is just a workhorse, right? I mean, it's got great triggers. It's it's just a workhorse. Um, it, it moves really well. The recoil actually got it ported by Kriegoff. Mm-hmm. Um, after shooting with Anthony, I noticed his gun was ported. We were shooting in Vegas or somewhere. I'm like, you think I should port my gun? He's like, yeah, if it gives, what if it gives you a bird? It's worth it. So anyways, I had Kriegoff port it and, um, oh my goodness, there, I can shoot the hottest shell made and I really can't tell the difference between a 1300 and a, and a 1200 out of that gun, the way I have it set up. So recoil triggers and the factory support I give, get from them is amazing. I mean, Alex is a great guy. They handle everything I need and, uh, yeah, they've, they've been great. Yeah, do you plan on sticking with a flat rib gun, or do you have you ever thought like, dang, I should have st- stuck with a high rib or some sort of ramp rib? Or are you going to stay with that flat rib gun? No, I'm going to stay with it. I I I don't really think about that. So yeah, I'm staying with it. Yeah, yeah. Another huge highlight in your shooting career is that your daughter Kayla gets to shoot with you, which is neat that she gets to enjoy the same thing you enjoy. Yes. Um. It's amazing, right? I mean, I've been she's been coming out with me since she was five years old, right? Scoring or pulling, or we started. Uh, I had a Remington eleven hundred four ten, and I'd bring it and maybe let her shoot five six shots at targets. I'd put targets out on the ground, and she'd shoot them, and and we 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 went from that to a uh, a Beretta. A four hundred twenty eight gauge did the same thing, right? Then we started shooting them in the air, and 
Then we went to a Blazer 20 gauge, and she she actually shot the Nationals with it. Now we're in a uh, Beretta 8428 inch with a TSK stock on it, and no, it's amazing, man. I mean, we we do that together, and uh, she wants to go whenever I go, and she's she's gone from E class to double A, and and one one something in almost every major we've gone to. It, it's exciting. Castellani shooting vests are manufactured in Italy and internationally recognized by elite shooters as the most popular lightweight shooting vests on the market. Castellani vests are especially known for their Italian styling and superior craftsmanship and quality, making them a vest of choice for all shooting disciplines. Ultimate Shooting Accessories is the exclusive supplier of Castellani vests in the United States. Visit ultimateshootingaccessories.com for more information and to place your order. Did her just seeing you shoot is what made her want to start shooting? I think so. Yeah, yeah. she just she wants to be with her dad, you know, and, and it's other parents need to look at that too and for me it's not a distraction having her on the squad. I mean, she she now knows everything. She's now shot fee task and it's it's just going to get better from here. Yeah. What advice would you give to other parents whose kids want to shoot? Take them out, man. And start them, start them slow. You know, don't you, recoil is not their friend, right? So if they're, they're complete rookies, start them out with, with something really light. Cause we, we all know it's hard to get a gun that fits them. Right. Yeah. You know, when they're eight years old or whatever, and just start them out, let them pull that trigger and see something break. And that's why I did it on the ground. Right. I know it's aiming, but, um, two eyes open, shoot stuff on the ground and progress from there. And, and kids are really taken to it. I mean, it's one of the number one growing high school sports in the country, right? Yeah. So get them out there and take them shooting. Is she shooting any high, any, you said she's a, in high school now. Is she shooting any high school tournaments, SCTP, anything like that? She is up here. It's called way and she shoots for the SSD Ravens. Um, it's not nearly as big here as it is in Georgia or, or some of these other states, but but definitely she does that. They do trap skeet and sporting, and um, I encourage it. And I go every couple weeks and help coach the kids for the team. And yeah, I encourage it. Yeah, you know it's it's cool watching her from when she started to to where she is now. I mean, it's it's really amazing, you know. And I've heard a lot of good shooters say that this is going to be one of the next lady national champions sooner than later i'm sure you've heard the same thing but they say it's kind of, i've they, heard it i don't i don't know if i want to buy into it you know <laughs> because just because i don't want to you know uh look too far ahead but she has the ability she has the opportunity and uh we just got to teach her a few more things and, and, and teach her to win. And that, that comes with time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who asked who to shoot more often? Do you ask her or she asked you? Man, I'd say it's, I'd say it's a, it's probably 50, 50. Right now she's really busy with basketball, but like I said, she'll, I don't care if it's 25 degrees and raining. She's, she wants to go shooting. Yeah. She's better than I am. I'll tell you what, 25 degrees and raining. I'm staying at the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> It's crazy. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go shooting. I'm sure you don't want to go. She jumps out of bed. I'm going. I'm going. So, yeah, yeah she loves it. She's strong right eye dominant. Um, it, it's impressive to watch her. Mike, when you and Kayla go shooting together, you know, where where do you go in, in Washington? 
well, besides the local clubs going to maybe a registered shoot, we've got our own 80 acre course up uh, in Mount Vernon called Rock Mountain. Uh, we got a few partners, but we've really developed it into a, a premier training facility. And we've, we've got 30 stations, probably 80 plus chromatic traps, full, full wireless. I mean, we can set anything you would see in the world there. I mean, with the train we have, um, so we shoot there, we train there, uh, we set up targets there. We may see it at, at majors, et cetera, but, and I coach there. So Rock Mountain Gun Club in Mount Vernon, I mean, uh, kind mom's been there. It's a pretty amazing place. So is this, is this a place that is open to the public? It's not open on a, on a daily basis, but I've been throwing registered tournaments there. I, I threw four last year and I'll probably throw four this, uh, spring, summer. So. So, uh, if anyone can get out there, it'd be great. You'd be amazed. I've heard that you coached, but I didn't, or I didn't know you were like actively coaching. I do. It's just not full time because I have two other full time jobs, but <laughs> definitely do coach. Uh, and it, it's at rock mountain and, um, be great to get some customers from different parts of the country to come up here and see this place. Yeah. How do people, what do they just message you on Facebook? If they want to come out here and take a lesson from you message me on facebook or email me or or call me uh yeah okay. facebook instagram you can get a hold of me pretty easily yeah yeah uh most of the time when i see you at a shoot you know you see kayla and you also see your wife there with you and i know she's been a huge part of your of your success and kayla's success i mean she's always smiling huge success i mean because you gotta to be successful you gotta have that team right and um yeah she's always there with us supporting us and traveling with us and and talking about shooting thinking about shooting and just always there supporting us so it's really cool and and she loves everyone in the shooting community i mean she's got a big big shooting family out there you know across the world yeah. and uh it, it's a big part of our family speaking of family you and her both joined team winchester this year and I, the guys gals everybody at winchester are great people they offer the, su the support the products they have the people everything are all they're all top notch and i know that's a big deal for you and her it's it's huge i mean number one it was our favorite ammo anyways but but to have the support of that industry giant um to have your back it, it's amazing and it's a dream come true right and when i signed with them i said you know what you're gonna like working with me i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do you right and it's huge, huge. Yeah. Couldn't be more proud of that. Yeah. What what ammo? What loads are you shooting? I'm shooting. I'm kind of all over the map. I mean, in the past, I shot the 1300 Super Sport ounce and an eighth, mm -hmm. but I've been shooting a lot of. And it, part of it's because of availability, but I've been shooting a lot of 1250 Super handicaps. And uh, Kayla shoots the 1290 light handicap exclusively, and I've been playing with that a little bit. So the verdict's still out for. Uh, for 2022 but most likely i'm going to be shooting 1250 super handicaps and uh 1250 elite traps those elite traps i hear are some bad target loads it's uh <laughs> it's pretty amazing i mean I, I i don't think i've ever seen harder breaks than with that shell you know you mentioned when i called you earlier that you have shot 200,000 registered targets now yeah i got a i 
I went and got the mail today. I got a plaque that said I shot 200,000 registered targets by, uh, in 2020. And I was like, man, I, that's a lot of, that's a lot of ammo and time. I didn't really that shot that much, but obviously I have that, not, that didn't include practice or anything else. That's crazy to think you shot that much, you know, 200,000 yeah. targets. What's your plans for 2022? You got anything big that you want to 2022 is big. I mean, I'm, I've re, uh, regrouped guns dialed, um, 2022 is big because I'm usually not that organized. I got with uh, Casey at Score Chaser, and I'm on that pro program or whatever. I'm registered for everything. So, yeah, I'm hit hard in 2022 and uh, plan on going to Italy for the World Fee Task and big things coming in 2022. So you're going to go to all the shoots? Yeah. I ain't nothing wrong with that. What, you, yeah. what goals do you have? I know you want to win everything, but what's a, a, a reasonable goal that you have? Win. Win another major so I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just just just, you know, obviously win, but but stay at the top, man. Um you know, I think this for for next year, I'm gonna focus hard on on Team USA for the following year because it's gonna be in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hit that hard. Um and just stay at the top. What uh, I know you have a, a a good list of sponsors that are on board with you. Are there any that you'd like to mention? You know, I uh, I couldn't do it without Kriegoff, Winchester, White Flyer, uh, Pila, Extreme, Sound Gear, Sitka takes care of me. Um, Tom over at Ultimate Shooting Accessories with the Castellani vests and and a Qmax oil products. I mean, they all take care of me, and I. I I couldn't do it without them. You know, I just got a pair of sound gear earplugs. Those are absolutely amazing. They are amazing. And, and a, a story to that is I, I've been wearing those for, man, I, probably eight years, 10 years. And my my brother-in-law, Walter, I'd like to give a shout out to him. He just passed away from coronavirus. Um, wow. He was an audiologist and good friends with the sound gear guys. And, and that's how I got into that. But yeah, great product. If you hadn't tried them, you need to try them. They're, they're really good. All right, Mike, I appreciate you spending some time with me. I know you have things to do, um, but uh, I wish you all the best in the, in the 20, 2022 season and, and look forward to seeing you in some of these shoots. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, anyone out there that ever wants to come up and ask a question or, or talk about something, I'm, I'm all ears. That's what, that is correct. He don't mind talking to you. And he probably don't mind if someone wants to shoot with him. Not at all. There you Not go. at all. Jump on there with me. All right. Well, Mike, I appreciate you, man, and I'll see you later. Thanks, Justin.